up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry here with the Leader Swift Podcast. Today, I am very excited. We have my friend Corey Fenn. Corey leads an incredible um, personal leadership development company um, called Onward, where he does these cohort sessions. It's, it's some incredible stuff. So I brought Corey on the Leader Swift Podcast today just to talk a little bit about what he does. So we're going to jump right into our conversation with Corey Fenn. What is up, everybody? I'm here today with my friend, Corey Fenn. Corey, how's it going? Well, how's it going, man? I'm doing really well. Thanks for letting me be a part of this, Matt. Of course, of course. You are an incredible leader. I couldn't wait to have you on. How is everything? How's the weather in SoCal? Man, we miss it. It's perfect. Uh, it's why it's why you pay the astronomical rent to live here. Uh, <laughs> it's like summer all the time. Uh it got a little cold, you know, it was in the 60s, uh, but now it's in the 70s and 80s, so we're back at it. Oh, nice, oh, nice. Yeah, I think it's in the 90s right now here in Phoenix, and what are we in, <laughs> April? So it's going to be another yeah, long summer. you're in for it. <laughs> but, yeah, Corey, for it. Tell, tell our people a little bit about you, because I know you, but uh, I think you're just an incredible person. Tell um, our people a little bit about you and your leadership journey. Yeah, well, I... Um, I, I first, um, I've been a leader since I was 19, so 15 years this year. And I started out, I showed up, uh, my first job in the church um, as an intern. So I found the old youth ministry uh, job board. I apply for a job and I show up for my first day as an intern. And I walk into the office and I see the senior pastor and I'm like, so where's the the youth pastor, I hadn't met him during the interview process. And he said, there is no youth pastor. You're, you're the youth pastor. And I was like, Oh, I thought this was an internship. And he was like, yeah, we wanted to do internship, but we feel like you're, you're good enough to go. You're qualified enough to, to just be our youth pastor. So, you know, welcome day one, day one, <laughs> 15 years ago, I come into my first job and I'm now a pastor, uh, had very little experience, had only been saved about a year. And now I find myself, in uh, what would become a career in leadership. That's awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. And tell us a little bit what you've done from that moment as a youth pastor in a career in leadership. What have you done? Because I think you've done some really, really cool things and started something amazing. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, my, my first love uh, obviously, apart from my family, been married 13 years. I have four kids. One of them, uh, we had the chance to adopt um, in July of 2018. But in terms of career stuff, my first love is the church. I mean, I love the church. All the good, all the bad, all the ugly. I'm such a believer in Jesus' church. I think it is the hope of the world. I, I think God loves it. I think God blesses it um, a lot of times in spite of itself. In addition to that, I have a deep love for camp ministry. I got saved at a camp. Um, some of my most fond memories as a, as a teenager were going to camp. And then um, in 2013, I had a chance to go work at Heme Lake Christian Camps, which in my mind is like the greatest camp in the country. So I worked up there with an incredible team of camp directors, and we would put on camp for tens of thousands of students every year. And in 2017, so just uh, just about four, almost five years ago, 
I just had this desire to get back into the local church and I have to say goodbye every week and hope to see students next year and youth pastors next year and wanted to get into something that was a little more, uh, a little more routine, a little more year round, really get to dive into discipleship and leadership and getting to shepherd people. And so I've been a pastor um, most recently since 2017, as I said, and along that journey, I've had this dream since I started all the way back uh, at 19 years old to have a, a, a ministry, a leadership, a discipleship kind of training format. And so in 2019, I'm, I'm dropping a lot of years here, I realize, but in 2019, that dream kind of became a reality uh, in a conversation I was having with an older staff member of a church that I used to be a part of. And they just hired a youth pastor and we were talking and, and she said, you know, we just hired this youth pastor and we really want him to work, but he's just so inexperienced. We don't know what to do. And I was like, well, are you, are you training him? Are you, are you mentoring him? Do you have someone coaching him? And they're like, no, like we're all wearing so many hats um, that there's just not that opportunity for him. And I had this like light bulb, like a lightning bolt goes off in my head. And I'm like, I needed that. Like I was that person probably talked about over coffee where someone's like, ah, we're not sure if he's going to make it. And, uh, and so I launched a program called Onward Leadership Training, and we exist to help train up and coach young and emerging ministry leaders in all the ways of leadership. And we do so through providing one-on-one -on -one coaching, and we also do group learning and cohorts, but the whole thing is just clothed in care. We really try to care for young leaders to help them find a strong foundation to help set them up with good rhythms and good routines so that they can serve and really fulfill the calling that God has put on their life. Yeah, and I, I had the honor of actually sitting through this, and it was so good. Um, it was awesome to meet new leaders, which is, I think, one of the strengths is because you it's just, you can't do it by yourself. Uh, and just another yeah, thing that is networking is so valuable. And, and another thing is you care so well for leaders and whether it's a text, a call, jumping on one on one coaching, you just care about leaders. Um, and that's that's the greatest thing. And um, yeah. Yeah. So I know you love talking to leaders. So if you're in a room with all of these leaders and God just puts one thing on your heart to share, to help a leader be better, something practical. What is that tip you have for him? Oh, man, that's a great question. Let me let me set it up with a little bit of my story. So I shared I got into ministry really young, which is sort of a terrifying thing. I come from a broken home. Um, a lot of just kind of stuff happened in my childhood that going into my adult life, into my career, I hadn't really dealt with. And... In my early 20s, I couldn't figure out why getting out of bed in the morning was so hard, why my emotions weren't in check, why mood seemed to swing. Um, and it wasn't until we brought home the little one that we were going to end up adopting later on that I realized I had so much hurt from my childhood and from my past that it was holding me back as a leader. Um, I mean, I've, I've read all the books I've not all the books, but you, you get the sentiment. I've read the books. I've attended the workshops. I've attended the training. I've, I've filled my bag with the tools of the trade, so to speak. And nothing seemed to work. Um, I was, it's just burnout. Like what's going on. And so I started in, uh, in therapy, um, by just the recommendation of my wife and my doctor, like, Hey, this could be good for you. And, and dude, it was just like a vomit, like all this stuff that I had just been suppressing and not dealt with, thought that I was good. I, I'm saved now. God erased all that. What does it matter? Um, 
and it came out and as I'm dealing with it, I was triggered. Um, it got so bad that it got to the point where I was contemplating taking my life, like seriously contemplating taking my life. I'm sitting in the closet one night of our bedroom, my back up against the wall. It's like midnight, just in the depths of my depression and despair. And at that time, my anxiety was so high, I, I couldn't teach. Um, another one of the roles that God has really lovingly provided for me is I travel and speak. And I wasn't able to do that because of my my anxiety. I couldn't get on stage. I, I had a panic attack. Uh, it was just terrible. And, uh, and so I'm sitting there going like, I think this is it. I think I need to take my, my life. And my wife, who's a really deep sleeper comes in to the closet middle of the night and goes, what are you doing? And I just had a breakdown. I just started crying. She's like, Hey, I know that this is hard and I know that you want relief, but I want you to think about your future. I want you to think about the future of what God can do through you for his kingdom. Think about our marriage. Think about our kids. Think about the future. And that really kind of began this road of what I call onward, of thinking forward, of forward progression, of not settling for where you are today, of not taking the success that maybe you as a leader are experiencing today um, and thinking that you've arrived or you've made it. And so I had another instance not long after that that really kind of reinforced this desire of not only wanting to live, but wanting to find health. I had a friend over who had recently lost her husband, who was a pastor, to suicide. And I was playing with their children, and I just kept having this thought, like, this could be my kids. Like, this could be my children. And I just want to live. I just want to live. And so to answer your question, not just with a story, but with some advice, I would say we can't ignore the pains of our past. We have to understand who we are in light of what we've experienced, but more importantly, the truth of who God is. Uh, your identity matters. Your identity matters so much. Um, if you don't know who you are, then you're going to lead from a place of perpetual identity crisis. And so one of the things that we do with Onward and Matt, it was so fun having you a part of that cohort. Um, I really enjoyed getting to know you and, and just get to cheer for you and, and hopefully be of service to you. But one of the things we do with our clients is we go through this matrix of identity. Um, and it comes down to four concentric circles. The first, you are God's beloved. You were made in his image. The second, therefore, he loves you from the day you're born until the day you die. You can never shake that love. You were made in the image of that love. You're loved by God. From there, the third kind of rung, it comes out of Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. He's given you gifts and strengths and talents and abilities, but they're always tied back to that core spiritual identity that you were made in his image. And then the third, or rather the fourth rung to it, is your body, your voice your mind, your brain, your, your physical self, the, the piece that other humans get to interact with on a physical level. And so for me, the advice I'm always giving people is, do you know who you are? Have you dealt with your pains and your hurts? And are you resolving to never settle for who you are today? Because like Paul says in Philippians, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We're always a work in progress. Wow, that's so good. That that's a great word, and and when you actually draw it out, it's so helpful. Uh, I still have the notes in in my iPad, but for, for the leader listening, how does their identity in, in just such a practical way? How does their identity impact their leadership? I think your identity is your leadership. Um, if you're leading without understanding who you are then you're just a manufactured or carbon copied version of all the different leaders who influence you, right? So 
whoever's popular, whoever's trending, whoever you're reading, whoever's content you're consuming, that becomes who you are. But rather when you know who you are, when I know that Corey is a leader, when I know that Corey uh, does have woo, I'm really good at caring for people. I'm good at loving people. Then that content and those different resources that I consume and even the people who coach and mentor me, I'm able to filter that through who I am and I'm able to lead the ways that God has made and created me to be. Wow. That's, that's so good. That's really good. Yeah. I, I think you're spot on with that. And maybe for the leader who's not a Christian listening, they still have an identity. Yeah, absolutely. They do. I think the cool thing about identity um, and even if, you know, if you, you take off, not that I, not that I could, uh, like a preacher through and through, but if you take off the Christian lens, you still have an identity. And if you rob yourself of really tapping into who you are, who you were made to be, the purpose for which you were created to fulfill on this earth, then like I said, you really kind of just become a regurgitation of the greatest workshops, masterminds, cohorts, whatever it is you're a part of. And so until you're really able to filter that through who and what you are, you're not offering you and people really want to connect with you. If they're not going to connect with you, they'll find someone who they can connect with. Wow, that's so good. Corey, thank you so much for jumping on. Where can they follow you on social media? Yeah, yeah, uh, a couple places um, across all social platforms. Uh, Twitter, which I don't use much. Twitter's a scary place for someone who cares a lot about what people think about them. Uh, still working on that. But Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Corey Fenn Clubhouse, big fan of Clubhouse lately, uh, just at Corey Fenn. The other place is you could, you could go to www.onwardleader.com or um, the handle Onward Leader across social platforms as well. We just launched, I haven't even made this public yet, but we, we just launched into our newest summer leadership cohort. Same format you got to participate in, Matt. We're going to be joined. I'll tell you two of the speakers. I'll tell you two. I want to leave one. All right, yeah, yeah. Tell us two We're bringing back Mike Foster. Amazing. Yeah, Mike Foster's going to be coming and doing one of the cohorts with us. And then there's a couple who I have just been so impressed and gleaned so much from their ministry, Bill and Christy Gutierrez, who lead the Soul Shepherding Institute, are going to be joining us for one of those cohorts as well. And so it's 12 sessions, six in cohorts, six one-on-ones. And uh, if you're a young leader looking for this and you desire care and growth and development opportunities, we would just love to work with you. So fill out that application at onwardleader.com and uh, I'll be in touch. Awesome. And yes, I endorse it. Uh, sign up for Onward Leader. It's an incredible program. Um, I, I can promise you that your leadership will grow if you if you sign up and you put put into it, put in some time, um, schedule those calls and you will grow. Um, Corey, thank you so much for jumping on uh, today. Absolutely, Matt. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. And I hope you're doing well over there in Arizona, buddy. All right. Thank you. Thank you.